1: Running this grace race is just whew, <laughs> taking <laughs> the wind out tired. of me. <laughs> <laughs> hey, this is the Growing in Graces podcast. I'm the Breeze Man, Joel Breezy with Mike Kapler of the Gap. And uh, the, the beautiful thing about this life of grace is that it is a life of rest. Uh, that doesn't mean that we'll never do any work, but it means that the things that we do, we do from a place of rest. I think a lot of people are, a lot of Christians, a lot of believers are struggling to try to accomplish things for God because they're trying to do it through their own resources, through the flesh, basically, through fleshly attempts at trying to become something. And we're here to tell you that you have already become Something. You've already been perfected and become righteous, and you are already sanctified. You've already been forgiven of all your sins. And with this new life, this new creation that you've become, you can live from being all of these things rather than living a life of trying to attain these things by what you do. It's all been gifted to us. It's all the gift of God through the blood and through the resurrection of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. We've been talking about forgiveness,
0: and um, this will be, I, I guess, our third week on that as we talk about our born identity, talking about these things that uh, are a part of who we are that have been gifted to us through Jesus Christ. So let's continue because we, we kind of felt like there was still more to say on on this subject, and, and I, I get it sometimes, you know, if you're a regular listener, you're thinking, gee, you guys have talked about forgiveness quite a <laughs> bit. You know what? What? We just went over 700 programs recently over the last 14 years, and it's probably going to take us a couple of years to get to number 800. What will we be talking about at number 800? I will imagine it's going to be some of the same things we've been talking about for the last 14 years, but sometimes we just talk about them differently. We look at things differently. We learn differently. There's a a great deal for us to grasp and understand about some of these what we might consider to be basic fundamental things in the Christian life that we have barely even just begun to understand. So, uh, thanks for hanging in there with us and and growing in the grace and knowledge of of Jesus Christ as we talk these things out. Joel, I I was looking at 2 Corinthians 5, and I I know you mentioned last week we want to talk about something that Jesus said around the Lord's Prayer in Matthew 6, but Paul was writing to the, the Corinthians here, 2 Corinthians 5, Talking about the new creation thing here. If anyone is in Christ, he's a new creation. Old things have passed away. All things have become new. Now, these things are from God who reconciled us to himself through Christ and gave us, I think he meant us apostles, the ministry of reconciliation. Namely, that God was in Christ reconciling the world, the world to himself, not counting their trespasses against them. And he has committed to us the word of reconciliation. Therefore, we are ambassadors for Christ as though God were making an appeal through us. So we beg you on behalf of Christ, be reconciled to God. Again, as we've been talking about, God did everything that he could do through Jesus Christ and the work was done. We know the work was done because Jesus did something the high priest would never normally do when it came to sacrifices. He sat down. See, if there was still more forgiveness to dish out, if there was still more sacrifices to do, if God still needed to forgive us when we failed for each action that we commit, then Jesus shouldn't have sat down. So he has done everything he could do to reconcile the world to himself, not counting sins against them because the sacrifice of Christ dealt with that issue head on. But now through belief, as we talked about in Acts 13 last week, through belief, we can receive uh, what God has extended to us through this gift of grace.
1: That's exactly right. And that's that's what's so wonderful about it, is that this ministry of reconciliation, it is, in this sense, a two-way street. God has done all that needs to be done. And we respond to what God has done. It's so beautiful. He doesn't force this on us. He doesn't make us what we don't want to be but he, he gives us a choice going back to the garden there was a choice that's the love of god he gives people of choice a choice you've got the tree of life you can eat freely from that tree you can eat freely from any of the trees in the garden just this one tree the tree of the knowledge of good and evil don't eat from that tree and now god has extended this reconciliation to us through what jesus christ has done and we get to choose we get to believe or not believe it's just so beautiful. When we believe, we receive everything that God has provided for us. So, some of the things that have bugged me over the years that, that I haven't understood, uh, well, I, I in the last 20 to 25 years, I've come to understand a lot of these things, but in my early Christian walk, I didn't understand this once-for-all forgiveness thing, because Jesus said things in what is known as the Lord's Prayer. One thing that we— and I put that in quotes, should pray, is forgive us our trespasses. And then in First 1 John 1, nine, John said, if we confess our sins, God is faithful and just to forgive us. And so it seemed to me that there was an asking of forgiveness that I needed to do. It seemed to me that there was some confession I needed to do whenever I sinned. Cap, in your book, Clash of the Covenants, you talk about the Lord's Prayer. We've talked about it many times on the podcast as well, so you can go to growingandgrace.org, because we won't spend a lot of time on this this time. We're touching on some things, various issues on this podcast, not going into great detail, but you can search growingandgrace.org for the Lord's Prayer, the Sermon on the Mount, things like that, in which we talk more in depth about this. But the Lord's Prayer, what's known as the Lord's Prayer, In short, was a prayer that Jesus taught his disciples while they were still under the Old Covenant. They were looking for something that hadn't happened yet. They were asking God for something to happen, and then when Jesus Christ went upon the cross, became the offering for sin, and then rose again from the dead, it happened. And this asking for forgiveness, you know, forgive us our trespasses. And even what what went along with that, of course, at the end of that prayer, Jesus said, if you don't forgive men their trespasses, your Heavenly Father won't forgive yours. But if you forgive men their trespasses, your Heavenly Father will forgive yours. Now that has all been fulfilled through Jesus Christ and his work on the cross. That prayer is on the other side of the cross. Now that it's been fulfilled, we've received, when we've believed, we've received the complete forgiveness of sins once and for all. We no longer have to go around asking God to forgive us our trespasses over and over and over again. Like you said, Cap, he sat down. Jesus sat down when it was done. The work was finished He's not going to keep coming back and offering sacrifice after sacrifice after sacrifice like what happened under the Old Covenant. If we needed further forgiveness of sins, Jesus would have to do that. But the good news is he's he sat down. He's not going to do it again. We've been forgiven once and for all. And there's the difference. I mean, uh, Jesus
0: speaking to Jews before the cross, Paul speaking to believers in Christ after the cross, we forgive today because we're a new creation and we forgive because we've been forgiven not to be forgiven as the Jews would have to be before the cross so you know i know some people think well that that was a red letter prayer that was that was their <laughs> that's their excuse it's 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 a red letter prayer what are you talking about well what what does that mean a red letter prayer <laughs> I mean, there's all kinds of red letters that don't pertain to you i know you think We're supposed to follow all of the teachings of Jesus, but this is where the inconsistencies come in, Joel. This is where the algebra isn't working and the math isn't adding up. Uh, How many people today are doing the animal sacrifices that Jesus actually encouraged his audience to do, by the way? He never discouraged animal sacrifices. It was quite the opposite of that because he was talking to people who were still under that sacrificial system under the law of Moses. But somehow we, we skip over, we're very selective. We're selective about things relating to the law of Moses. Well, we'll follow some of these commands, but some of those don't apply anymore. <laughs> and we do the same thing with the teachings of Jesus. We'll say, well, we're Jesus meant that we should do this, this and this, but then we ignore other things that Jesus said because it was related to the old law. And so we just somehow skip over all of that. We're, we're missing the context of the Bible, and the gospel sometimes. So this forgiveness that we have in Jesus Christ, this final forgiveness, God said that he wouldn't deal, looking ahead to when the Messiah would come, God in the Old Testament said that he would not be dealing with people according to their sins. God said that he would no longer remember sins. He said that he is not counting sins or trespasses against us that he would not relate to us through sin so if that's true why do we keep going back to God saying oh please forgive me for this and I know this is a whole different way of thinking if this is brand new stuff to you it was for me too I get it and it took me a long time to get comfortable with it I mean I was excited about it at first but it still took me a while to get the old stuff purged out and, and to be able to walk and, and live in this this new covenant grace that we have through Jesus Christ. So, look, when we fall short, when we make a mistake, when we do something we regret, instead of begging God to forgive you <laughs> and rededicating your life to try harder so that you won't make another mistake again, <laughs> instead of doing that, just thank God that you are the righteousness of God, that you are righteous in him. Thank him for the forgiveness that you already have. He, he's there to to help empower you, to help you overcome, and to be able to walk in this grace in a, in a way that will glorify him. It doesn't mean we're going to be perfect in everything we do, but as we mentioned some weeks back, we have been perfected. So this is a tremendous forgiveness that we have, and the power that now dwells within us to be able to forgive others because we've already been forgiven. Joel, it's 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 something that I, I can't even put it into words. How how exciting and peaceful uh, this has made life for me.
1: Yeah, it's absolutely amazing what God has done for us. It's just tremendous. It's wonderful, and I I think we far underestimate all that God has done for us through that one sacrifice of Jesus Christ. Real quickly, we've talked about 1 John 1-9 on the podcast before. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Of course, in Christ, all of those things are already true about us. And so John, in in those first 10 verses in 1 John, he was talking to some unbelievers that are in the church who uh, need to come to this understanding that there really is such a thing as sin the word confess means to acknowledge or to say the same thing as they weren't acknowledging that sin was real and so they weren't looking to Jesus as their Savior and so John wanted them to acknowledge the reality of sin and then they could receive this forgiveness that was from God read the whole chapter uh, in context, and of course, you can again uh, search growingandgrace.org dot org for confession or for First John one nine, and we go more in depth on that on several podcasts in the past. Well, we've been talking about this forgiveness issue for several weeks now here as part of our Born Identity series here on the Growing in Grace podcast. And next week, God remembers our sins no more. So, how could we even be forgiven? For something that God says He remembers no more We'll talk about that next week Right here on the podcast Growing in Grace At growingingrace.org
0: This has been Growing in Grace With Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski Heard online through various internet sources Around the world each week To access hundreds of past programs Visit graceroots.org Share it with a friend And listen again next week For more Growing in Grace